0: Hey guys, welcome to another episode. Before we get into it, this episode is brought to you by Happy Valley, who strives to give everyone the premium cannabis experience by providing consistent quality products and exceptional customer service. It was founded by longtime cannabis consumers who are frustrated with the industry's erratic experiences and lack of accountability. Guys, they really do have some of the best in Massachusetts. I was honestly giving up on dispensary flour because the quality I was getting was just not there. But with Happy Valley, they cured their cannabis flour for two weeks or more to provide an enhanced terpene profile, ideal moisture ratio, and increased psychotropic potency. And their pre-rolls are filled with pure ground flour, never trim, and for my cannabis connoisseurs out there, you can easily tell how big of a difference that makes. Didn't get that promotion you wanted? Happy Valley. Your crush left you on red? Try Happy Valley. (laughs) Not only in the stressful times, but in the good times when you have the chance to enhance any moment, why not pick up your own stash to enjoy? Visit Happy Valley in East Boston today to get 20% off a single accessory with the promo code DOPE. All right, let's get into it. So today, I am here with Mel She is not only a medical patient who uses cannabis to treat her ulcerative colitis, but also a life coach and travel yogi teacher. So thank you so much for taking the time to share your knowledge with us.
1: Yes, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here.
0: I'm so glad to have you. (laughs) So how you discovered you had ulcerative colitis? Yeah,
1: so I have had tummy problems probably my entire life. And then when I hit 18, 19, I started drinking as one does at 18, 19, Um, and I started bartending. So I was drinking really heavily. Um, And I started realizing my tummy problems started getting a lot worse. Like I was going to the bathroom, Upwards of fifteen times a day, and I was like, "I yeah," I was like, "I don't think I'm no expert, but I don't think this is normal. <laughs> I am not sure." So I started uh, trying to go to doctors and trying to figure things out. And a lot of the times, my pain was super minimalized. Of like, "Oh, it's just IBS. Oh, you've got this," and I'm like, mm, "No, there's like a lot of blood, a lot of pain. I don't think this is normal." <laughs> So it took me two doctors to finally uh, find somebody who was like, oh, okay, let's, let's actually diagnose this. The first doctor was like, you have so many polyps, so much in your lower intestine, um, that honestly, it's too much to even tell. So we'll just have to check again in six months. And I was like, um, <laughs> like, I, I if I'm know. here. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> not good. Um, so, yeah, so I probably I, I started trying to find doctors around 18, 19, and I finally got diagnosed at 23,
0: 24. Wow. Yeah, a good- it
1: it took a minute and like it, it took a minute. And it was also very frustrating because it's like at a certain point you get frustrated with doctors and you're like, fine, I'm just going to take it all into my own hands and do my own thing. Right. And uh, that doesn't work either. <laughs> <laughs> <And> <laughs> As I came to find out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. 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 So that's when I got my proper diagnosis um, of ulcerative colitis, uh, iliad colitis, and diverticulitis. Um, I just say ulcerative colitis because it is a lot more like all-consuming and it's a little bit more known. Um, but if people don't know it, I, it's basically Crohn's. It's just a di- different part of the lower and in- or the different part of the intestine mm. where it's working.
0: Mm-hmm. Got you so were you using any medications and were they helping
1: oh my gosh yes so the first medicine he put me on was called laida and the whole thing with it was like just once a day you only have to take it once daily and uh he was having me take it four times a day (laughs) yeah and that's when i got a little like suspicious because i was like This is on the clipboard I'm signing, the pens that I'm signing. It's on all your posters, like, and it's not working for me. Like, nothing's changing. So they switched me over to a syringe. Um, It's a shot I had to give myself once a month. It was called Symphony. Um, And it worked incredible. I I loved it, loved it, loved it. But then I moved to Colorado. Um, I was living in Florida at the time. I moved to Colorado and I didn't have insurance so my obviously my uh, syringe was already $100 with insurance and I had good insurance at the time so like without insurance that was a pricey shot once a month I was like I can't we can't swing this so that's when I kind of started trying out medical because obviously Colorado medical is much more accessible and I'm in Colorado Springs where recreational weed is actually not legal. Um, it is because of the military here. Um, just in this little, this little neck of the woods, you can't get it. So I was like, well, let's try Let's try the medical. Let's go the medical route. See, see if that helps anything a lot. And I'd already smoked for years, but obviously I was in Florida and it was not legal. So I was whatever the people in the kitchen at the restaurant I was working at, whatever they could give me, was what I got. So I didn't have the, like, preference of, like, what it could be used for until I moved here to Colorado.
0: Wow. Yeah. So so you decided, you know, you wanted to try cannabis. How did you approach it? Did you just take anything you could get or was there something specific? So back
1: at, like, beforehand for sure. And then when I got my medical card here, I went to the first dispensary I could and I was like, hey – here's what's wrong with me. (laughs) Can you help? (laughs) I'm in constant pain. I like, I know y'all can't fix with how often I'm going to the bathroom. That's like something I can work on for food. That's a whole separate thing. But like the main thing I needed was A, helping with the pain and B, because I would get sick so often after eating, I became really, I'd get an aversion to food. I wouldn't want to eat. I wouldn't want to like eat anything. Cause I'm like, Oh, if I eat this, it's just going to hurt me. <laughs> like, why would I, why should I even bother doing that? Like, that's not, there's no point. Um, so the wonderful people at the dispensary were like, I've got you. Um, they started me on a couple different strains of uh, hemp, I Like, flour is my preference. I do still, like, I take dabs in here and there. But, like, um, flour for me is something I can kind of smoke all day, keep my pain tolerance at a minimum, and still be a functioning human being, um, which is what we try to do in life. <laughs> um, so the ones that I found, Nine Pound blackberry helped me so much. That's one of my favorite strands. Um, Queen Mother Goji. That one also really helped so, so much. Um, and they also, like, got me into edibles. Cause I was like, ah, I've mm. been there like, no, I don't want to do it. Like, like Florida edibles are scary. You don't know what's going to happen. Oh, you might not know what's in there. Like, <laughs> no, no. All the Florida man rumors are real and <laughs> you don't, I like, I don't want to mess with that. Yeah. So they're like, no, like try it. And I also like, I don't eat chocolate so back in the day i would have to like eat brownies my friends would make brownies just to watch me eat them because i was like well they got leaving them so i'm gonna eat it but i'm like like trying to scarf it down oh until i went in yeah i was sad but they're like hey we've got this butter that is whipped you can put it on things it'll you'll be able to eat it it's gonna help it's gonna be a little bit more gentle um see if that helps with pain oh my god <laughs>
0: yeah that's awesome oh
1: yeah so like a little bit of whipped butter in the morning if i'm having a super crampy like on an english muffin because it's nice and plain nice and toasted because a lot of times when you've got that inflammation in your um, lower intestine that's where you get that pain that's where you get like you don't want to eat that's where that bloating comes from they always tell you to do the brat diet which is bananas rice applesauce and toast it's very plain very easy to digest very simple things um, but not flavorful. <laughs> so yeah, it yeah, doesn't do it. But a little bit of whipped butter on the um English muffin, oh my it helps like with doing that and a little bit of yoga. It's it's like night and day the pain difference.
0: Wow. That's mm-hmm. really here. So like what is your like schedule like with cannabis? Like how do you consume it? So you do the whipped butter, you smoke, like how often do you take it like a medication or?
1: Yeah, I do. I do take it like a medication because I think like that's why I almost like dabs are kind of my like my fun thing. Like that's like, ooh, it's nighttime. Let's go wild. Let's take a (laughs) few dabs. Yeah. Um, but like daytime, I'm like, no, I need my flour. Like, I will be in so much pain. I won't eat. I'll be grumpy. Um, so I usually like to start my morning with my English muffin and a bowl. Um, I usually use that my time to kind of meditate too, because that's the big thing I realized I didn't know beforehand is with gut health, your gut and brain are so connected.
0: Oh, don't even get me started. <laughs>
1: So connected. I had no clue until I moved to Colorado. And I honestly, I when I finally did get insurance, I requested to only have female doctors because all the male doctors I had ever met with, like no offense to them, but the ones I had just personally met with minimized my pain, mm. did not help, were very offensive. Like one thing is I start to lose a ton of weight because mm. I'm like, not absorbing nutrients. So when I start to gain weight back, that's a really like, it's good but obviously as a female it's hard to get through your noggin that you're like oh no this is a proper thing i should be doing this this is like don't be mad you're gaining weight but i had a doctor literally come in one time He's like i thought you were happy with where you weighed last time and i was like what yeah i was like i, I was <laughs> he's like well why'd you keep gaining weight and i was like mm, I didn't mean to but thanks uh So I met with a wonderful female doctor here, Doctor Tishan, and she. The first thing she said, she was like, "Do you have anxiety?" And I was like, "Yeah,
0: who doesn't?"
1: (laughs) Like, if we're millennials, like, what do you you expect from me? Um, And she was like, "Well, have you ever thought that not only you get anxiety and then your belly starts to hurt, but your belly will hurt and then you get anxiety?"
0: Mm -hmm. And
1: I was like, "I never noticed that." So to help manage my anxiety and all of that, I incorporated meditation in with my smoking, and that just helps so much. So I do that in the morning, um, and then I I usually work during the day. I'm a bartender, I think, uh, but I bartend at a salon during the day, so I've kind of gotten out of the world of drinking at night. (laughs) <laughs> oh it's so fun oh yeah you can come get a matching drink with your pedicure oh it's a hoot. Wow. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, but so it is obviously a job, where it's very chill so like I can go home on my lunch break I usually will smoke one to two bowls depending on where my pain tolerance is there um, if I've got a super bad day um, like I will take the time to step out to the car real quick and take a puff here and there. And again, it's one of those things where it's like just enough to help my pain. Like mm-hmm. you wouldn't, I was so weird at work the other day and somebody was like, Are you high? And I was like, No, I'm sober. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> I have not smoked today. I am in pain. I was in a hurry this morning. That's why I'm weird today. <laughs> Um, but then I, I come back to work for a couple hours. When I get home, I immediately like, we'll sit down, have another bowl. If I find myself like getting extra crampy, extra pain kind of going on, I'll usually make myself some weed tea.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: I have, there's a, uh, sativa, brand. I don't know the brand off the top of my head, but I love them. I get them from my dispensary. Um, and they just come in a little tea bag, throw them in with some honey um, and smug my bowl with that and that usually helps really kind of calm things down. That warm water alongside that THC just helps so much inflammation. That's and then much. it yeah, and then at night we do dabs because <laughs> it's like oh, where to I don't got anywhere to go. Why not? <laughs> Why not? That one's my fun one. But yeah, that's kinda how I use uh weed throughout my day and like uh, it just helps so much.
0: Yeah. I'm such a such a believer in it. I love that it works for you. So Do you believe smoking is like the best method to help with your symptoms or do you believe smoking and using like uh, drinks or edible methods together is the best?
1: Um, I think for me personally, and that's the other thing with like colitis and any sort of tummy problems, it's so individualized. Like that's why it's so difficult with people who get first diagnosed because it's really like being thrown into this giant sea of the like internet and you're like, this works for this. Like I can eat spicy food and be a okay
0: Mm.
1: person. My husband who has like terrible, terrible tummy problems. He cannot, (laughs) he cannot do any sort of space. Um, but for me, smoking helps so much. Um, I think flower is the big thing because not only is it taking me, not only is it the actual medication that is helping me, but you're also taking that time to stop, breathe, breathe in, hold it, breathe out. And that's such a, a powerful thing. I don't think we realize how often in a day we don't breathe oh, yeah. and how, yeah, like, every well, nice. Lightly. Yeah, we do not. People don't know how to breathe. And then they wonder why they're so anxious all the time. Well, it's because your brain has no
0: oxygen. <laughs> Literally. And this is like a big thing that has changed me because once I started doing breath work and seeing how much it calms me down, it's actually ridiculous. Like you can release natural DMT into your brain. And that's like way more helpful than anyone thinks. Like you don't even need a smoke sometimes. You can just do your breath work. There you go. You're calmed down. I'm, like, so much happier when I do it.
1: It's so real. And, if like, I've been to a couple different, like, breath work, like, workshops um, that I went to completely sober. And you're completely, the the, the trip you get from those things are wild. Because it's, like, oh, wait, I'm actually, like, functioning right now. (laughs) Yeah. Mm, Bizarre. Our bodies don't get to do that often.
0: Mm Mm-hmm because we just take really shallow breaths for like, like, we don't fully expand our lungs or anything. And that is crucial. (laughs) Oh, so crucial. So, so,
1: so crucial. Yeah. I I mean, I think edibles too. I think adding those in definitely kind of like help with more severe pains. But as far as my daily, like, because like pretty much every day, I'm in a a little bit of pain. Like, Just like a a kiss. So like the flower usually helps, but on the days where my like colon feels like it's going to climb out of my belly button, definitely the edibles are like a must do. Like a keep cola, a, um, my teas, I need something.
0: Right. Got mm-hmm. it. So mm-hmm. you have, did you dive into terpenes at all and know like what terpenes work for your condition?
1: for my condition so i did not personally uh get the chance to deep dive into that i it is terpenes are a subject that i honestly leave to my husband <laughs> um we all have to have our pieces in those relationships right, right. so anytime i like will mention pieces or like different strains and whatnot he's like okay well here's the terpene on this this is going to help you with this, this is going to help you with that and it is a science that i need to get more into because it's one of those things that like truly you like are not that was the one thing I will say dispensaries out here are amazing, but they don't ever breach that subject until you like bring it up with them. And you're like, hang on. No, I'm not just some high. I'm not just here to get high. Like I need help. <laughs> for and you- like, yeah, it's such an important thing that I think people don't often like bring up or even know about. Mm-hmm. So it is something that like, I want to dive more into this year for sure, because it's, I know Every time Nick tells me, like, oh, this is what you should do with this, I'm like, oh, that
0: does help a lot. Yeah. No, terpenes, like, they work so well with cannabinoids. It just enhances the effects. Like, Mm. for me personally, the terpene pinene is my favorite one because it's a bronchodilator, and I have Mm. asthma. And it's actually really helped me when I've literally had insane coughing fits and nothing was helping. I took every medication I could think of. I was going literally insane and then I remembered, oh, I have this strain XJ thirteen in my packs that's high in pinine. Why not try it? So I mm-hmm. took literally two hits, gone. Like the cough literally disappeared and I just started like laughing. I was like, oh my god, like that mm-hmm. is insane. Same thing happened the next day and then the cough literally disappeared. But mm-hmm. I think it depends on what kind of cough you have and like how it started. But anyway, talking about the terpenes and dispensaries I literally went to my dispensary and I stood there for like 20 minutes until they could find like the ideal high pining strain for me (laughs) and they're like it's okay we're gonna get what's good for you I'm like thank you we're gonna get
1: what's good for you oh you gotta love a good bud tender they're Mm -hmm. the best the ones that can like help you out so much like I see you how beautiful. Really? No, I need to dive more into that for sure. Cause it's one of those things where like, so my mom, actually, I got her on medical marijuana. Oh, yeah. Um, she's in Florida. Yeah. She's in Florida and she has, um, uh, she has asthma. She is uh bipolar. She is manic. She's got depression, um, anxiety, all the things. Mm-hmm. And a lot, that's not even getting into the physical things sides of her, but she was on 17 different prescription pills. Yeah. Yeah. And finally, one day I was like, hey, I like I slipped her a joint in a birthday card and I was like, don't open this in front of dad. But when you're stressed out next, instead of taking a lorizopam, like take it if you need it. But if if you've got a second where you can maybe not like maybe step outside, open the card. She called me crying and she was like, I've never felt so good. She's like, thank you so much. Yeah, she is now officially a patient and she is down to seven prescription pills. Wow, that is
0: amazing.
1: Fully from switching to medical. Yep. It replaced 10 prescription pills. And I know her guy down there is like, I, cause I, Florida is a little bit more lax than like some places I've been to. I can go in the dispensary with her, like mm-hmm. as a visitor. I cannot do that here in Colorado. That is like, eh. um, but her, her bud tender there, he knew his stuff with his terpenes and whatnot. He has her on such a gorgeous regimen that is like, it, it, she is like night and day, a different person. It's so, it's so
0: insane. Wow. That's so mm-hmm. good. Wow. So um, has cannabis affected you, your mental health in a positive way, maybe negative? Um. Yeah, I would say definitely
1: positive. I mean, I, it is one of those things where I think if you are ever doing anything and you've got a bad mindset in your head, you're going to go to a funky place no matter what you're doing. It's yeah. like if you drink wine and you're sad, you're going to cry. Yeah. <laughs> if you smoke and you're really anxious, you might get more anxious if you're smoking right. the wrong strand. Yeah. Um, But overall, it has helped me be so much more of a positive person and as well as so much of a, like,
0: why are we upset about this? (laughs) Like, there's really no reason. Like, it has literally pulled me out of multiple mental breakdowns. Like, so like from stress from school, like, I'll just be talking so negatively to myself, like, oh, everything's just going so badly. And then I'll smoke. Boom. I'm suddenly like, no, who do you think you are? Like, you got this. Like, what? (laughs) Like, just makes me completely change the way I talk to myself. And so many people, like, you know, don't know that about this plant. I mean, I'm not going to say that it affects everyone similarly. It might be the complete opposite for some people. But the fact that it can literally motivate me and change my perspective on things and make me happier is, like, amazing.
1: (laughs) Oh, it's incredible. And I think as well, it's one of those things where it almost, and this may be why some people don't do well with it, is it puts you in your head. Yeah. And like, sometimes I need to be put in my head so my higher self can be like, girl, what are you doing? You're gorgeous. Get it together. Go paint or write about it and move on. You'll be okay. Uh Whereas I think the people in my life I've known that are super adamant about like, I'll never smoke. I don't know. Like they're always like the people that I know why they don't want to be. I wouldn't want to be in that head either. Right. (laughs) Like, and I think that's the big thing is like, it really does make you kind of internalize some things for a second to be like, okay, whoa, let's take a pause. Let's look at this. And some people I don't think can handle Because not everything is somebody else's fault. Sometimes you've you've messed up. Sometimes it's your fault. Mm
0: -hmm. And sometimes
1: you have to have that acknowledgement with yourself. And I think people who are not ready to take that ownership, they don't, like, they'll get a little too high and then they'll be slapped with some reality. And they're like, oh, I can't do this. And it's like, Well, maybe
0: we shouldn't have had a hundred milligram edible. Maybe start with a ten milligram. Oh my god. Oh, this is a big, big topic about people trying substances without knowledge on the dosages
1: beforehand. Oh Oh. man.
0: (laughs) That's this is why a lot of people like don't like they're like, Oh, I will never do this again. I'm like, okay, well, what did you do your first time? And then they talk me through it and I'm like, Okay, I can probably help you. But then they're so scarred from that one experience that they're like really hesitant to try again. So anyone listening, if you've never tried cannabis or even psilocybin mushrooms or anything like that, do your research beforehand. Do not trust your friend just because they've done it like 300 times. Do not trust them because the stories I've heard, I my friend literally told me that they she took sh- uh, shrooms for the first time and they took seven grams put it into a blender in a smoothie and just like poured it individually (laughs) into different cups i'm like girl you don't even know how much you had and she had literally the strongest like one of the strongest strains penis envy i was like oh
1: my god yeah no
0: no wonder you were tripping
1: like (laughs) no wonder oh my gosh well and that's the thing too like i mean (laughs) shrimps will do the same thing to you it's gonna show you that side But it can be such a beautiful, powerful, spiritual, like such a, such a thing. But yeah, the people I've met before, and like, yeah, I just got handed a handful of mushrooms at this party, and I just I had a bad trip, and I'm like, yeah, I would've too. (laughs) Like, God,
0: (laughs) sounds terrible. I just don't know how people can do them around like a ton of people or do it as a party drug. Because for me, it is definitely not that. It is very intense and spiritual and like i just want to close the door and be in my room and not talk to anyone <laughs> yeah no
1: 100 percent. i actually have one of my best friends he is up in washington state he's a mental health counselor and he is currently um going through psilocybin training to incorporate it with his therapy as well um so anytime people tell me like oh it's like oh, i couldn't do that it's terrible this and that like i literally have a friend who has a master's degree out there like helping people with their like mental disorders with this powerful plant like oh, yeah. you just maybe, maybe it was the situation maybe it was the people you're around like it environment is so so important and i completely agree like being around a ton of people is just not the vibe in that moment and especially like if you're somebody that does go a little bit more introspective with it because like I've had a few people like for different um, ceremonies over at my house, and it's been something where like I've had people before. They're like, "I don't want to like go hard." I'm like, "Okay, well, obviously, like you haven't gone in a minute. I'm gonna give you a very tiny dosage. Like, I know what I'm doing here, but you have those people. They'll come back and they're like, "I had this amazing experience." Is this what happens to everybody? And I'm like, "No." no. (laughs) Some people will just watch workaholics on it on the couch and (laughs) hang out for eight hours. Yeah. And that's awesome. Good for... I love that. I love that for them. But uh, it can be such a powerful thing, but it really is in the dosage and
0: where you are and how you are. And same thing with the weeds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And definitely, I feel like it's how open you are with yourself because then you can, like, understand a lot more things because it starts talking to you. Like, it, I mean, it matters how, how much dose you take, but on higher dosages, like, wow, it's been really crazy. But my friends they'll literally just sit there and do nothing like watch TV like it will not impact them the way it impacts me and I'm like Whoa. <laughs> that's crazy yeah yeah i'm
1: right there with you i'm one of those i'm like all right well we got we got to go talk to some people i <laughs> like i am mean, i might be just sitting here but we got to figure some things out like i don't know what y'all are doing but we're going to have a vibe but i will say in full transparency i did have a wild experience probably Five or six years ago, I um, took <laughs> I took three tabs and jumped out of a plane, like parachute. Yeah. What? Yeah. So, really? yeah. So here's the thing. Okay. So here's my like little asterisk on this for everybody always. It's not my first time dropping. And it was also not my first time jumping out of a plane. I think those are two very, <laughs> very important things I always stress to Everyone, before I tell this story of like, oh my gosh! It, and it is kind of one of those things that accidentally happened. I was hanging out with some friends. Somebody was like, "Oh, you want?" I was like, "Yeah." And then they're like, "You want nothing?" I'm like, "Yeah." And then like, like I kept saying, I'd kept laughing. I'm like, "I gotta jump out of a plane in a few hours," and then they're like, Because ah! nobody thought it was real. Because <laughs> and wow. then I was like, "I gotta go," and they're like, "No, you don't." And I'm like, uh huh I gotta, I gotta go. I gotta go." And I um I went and I jumped out of this plane. I was like, I got to go first. I got to go first, the diving crew. It was like with this group of people I didn't even know. It was like somebody in college who was like, I need an extra person to do this and that. And I was like, OK, cool. Um, but I jumped and it was, it was probably one of the biggest things that changed my life because I had this just big moment of like, nothing matters. <laughs> Like, we are literally floating in the sky above this giant rock.
0: <laughs> for real.
1: Why, why do we worry about anything? Um, yeah, the guy tried to talk to me and I was like, shh, I'm listening to the clouds. And he just <laughs> stopped. And we got down and he was like, I gotta ask ma'am, like, I have been doing this for 20 years. I have never had somebody not scream. I have never had anybody tell me to be quiet in a happy way. <laughs> I gotta know. What did you do? And I was like, ah, uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if you'd recommend this. And he's like, no, he's like, no, come on, tell me. And I was like, are we done? Like legally, like I'm good. Right. Like I paid, like we're good. Like I can leave right now. And he's like, yeah. And I was like, cool. I dropped three times of acid, like four hours ago. Um, I don't know if I'd recommend that to anybody, but uh, yeah. That's and bad. he was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But again, it's one of those situations where I think had I been in the wrong headspace, had I been with the wrong like time and space, had I not had experience with both those things, I could have had a mental break. And oh. I think it's very important to <laughs> look at, reflecting back on it now, I'm like, that was 23 year old Melissa, what were you thinking? <laughs> you wild child Um, but it is one of those things I think knowing and doing your research and like being aware of everything is so so important with any sort of substance that you're doing just because it's like they can be so healing I mean that experience I couldn't trade that for the world that changed my entire life it changed my entire perspective on things Um, however again had I been in the wrong mindset it could have been really bad (laughs) Oh yeah. So-, so we. So it is important, I think, to really like have your kind of your knowledge on those things and not just kind of jump into things like that. Mm-hmm. But um, God, they are so. It is such a plant medicine is so
0: unbelievably helpful and incredible. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Thanks for sharing that. That was. was Yeah.
1: I'm sorry. It was kind of a random one. It came out of nowhere. But I just felt like (laughs) very entertaining. I've never heard anyone be able to do that before. (laughs) So again, I probably would not recommend it to anyone. Um, I am planning on uh, going skydiving later this summer. I'm not gonna drop acid, but I probably will take like a a little bit of microdose. um, Some a little a little shroomy boy. um, Just because you know once you've done it on get uh, yeah, i'm sure you're good now like you you have this- fine. <laughs> <laughs> go back up see the clouds be like welcome back boys
0: <laughs> oh my god so were you having like hallucinations like while dropping down or <laughs> or were you just like wow i am so free nothing matters this is insane like It was a little bit more, it was a little bit of both, but I think it was more so like, wow, this is crazy.
1: Nothing matters. We're so, this is so, wow, I'm so weightless. And it's just such an incredible feeling of like, I'm just here floating above this entire place. Uh, I will say the clouds were definitely grooving. Like there was a couple moments where I was like, we're dancing. Like me and the clouds are definitely like, yeah. vibing up here and like just strapped to this grown man while I'm like, ah, da, 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 da. I'm like <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like what the hell is wrong with this girl and I'm like
0: she's ah, not da, 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 da. Da, da, da. yeah she's
1: just like acting like a little fairy like <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's like uh, that's the girl I've seen like I've oh yeah him. he was so- oh my god and when I told him girl his face he was like what and i was like mm-hmm, i gotta go and he's like what i was like i gotta go i gotta go to brunch bye and then i show back up at brunch with all my friends there and they're like where were you and i was like i jumped out of a plane and i like showed them the picture and they're like what Is- what <laughs> hold on we thought you were joking and i was like nah it's very serious i had i've had these plans for a few weeks now i could not could not say no could not say no had to do it <laughs>
0: incredible
1: <laughs> yes it's... but yeah it definitely was very uh very life-changing and um every time i go into the dispensary i told my but my favorite bud tinder that story and every time i'm in the dispensary now he's like you gotta tell this person you gotta tell this person da, da, da. and i'm like i don't need these people to think i'm certifiable <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but it caught in a weird way it calmed me down a lot because it was almost like that physical grounding. You're Mm. literally coming down to the earth. You're literally being grounded, being put back down. And it was almost like a parallel of like, coming back down for my purpose or something, you know? So it felt like, I think before that, my life felt very like, I'm just gonna go get drunk and do this. And um, I mean, it still took me a few years to get kind of out of that, but it definitely was the biggest catalyst to shift into being like, nah, I'm pretty wild by myself. I don't really need alcohol. I don't really need to try and be anything more than I already
0: am because I'm pretty dope as I am. <laughs> alcohol is like, uh, I feel like it messes with your mind and makes you believe that you need it to like have fun and like be sociable. And I'm like, no, I, I actually have acid reflux and alcohol is so bad for that um awful yeah but so I decided to take like four months off like my me and my roommates were going to all these parties and they were drinking and I was like going sober and I was the most talkative person every time like I was going I was like who do you want to talk to let's go and we'd go to talk to different groups of people and like I realized I never needed alcohol like this is just somehow our society our culture has made it so acceptable to drink this poison like all the time binge drink it it's ridiculous how much it messes up your whole body yeah
1: yeah and And it's a it is a literal poison (laughs) like we really should not be consuming it and the fact that it's so much more socially acceptable to be like at the end of work like oh i need a big old glass of wine opposed to being like god i need a fat bowl like yeah. the judgment I get when I say that is so much I went to a party last fourth of July actually and everybody there was like huge drinkers. And I used to like I said, I used to be a really big drinker and that's when I had met them. So they're like, oh yeah, shot, 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 shot. Well, my go-to is whiskey. Um, which is literally the <laughs> yeah, well, because we like it to hit hard, you know? <laughs> but that is not good for the guts. So, I got two or three shots into, into Jameson, and I was like, Hey, I'm gonna go grab my little bong. I had like a budsy, it looks like a water bottle it turns into a bong. And I was like, I'm gonna go grab that. And while we're playing this drinking game, when you guys take drinks, I'm just gonna take a hit. That's so smart. I thought, Yeah. <laughs> the amount of judgment I got from them, like at first it was kind of fine, and they were like, Uh ah. huh. And then I just, I obviously kept taking hits as they kept taking drinks. And they're like, Wow, you're really gonna like, Hit it that much? Are you not like stoned? How high are you? Are you really high right now? And I'm like, you literally just took every shot for every hit I took, and you don't.
0: And you're you not think
1: that, and you're not drunk. Like your eyes are crossing. Why? Are, like I could literally go talk to a policeman right now and be, hey, okay, yeah. But you, you can't walk in a straight line. But you're gonna judge me for what's gonna help my body more in this moment. And I was like, I gotta go. Yeah. I gotta leave.
0: This isn't the vibe. It's so messed up how alcohol is so accepted. Like, do you see how many deaths occur from alcohol each year? How many families are ruined by it? Like, all the disorders that come from alcohol. It's so annoying. And then they look at us, people who smoke weed, and they're like, oh, you guys are crazy. Like, no, (laughs) no, alcohol is crazy. Like, we just have accepted it as a society. That's the only difference, but it kills people it kills people but it makes money so that's why they're cool with keeping it around
1: those like anheuser-busch when i found out how many companies anheuser-busch and how many politicians they gave money to i was flabbergasted i i had no idea it is such a deep rabbit hole too when you get into that world of just like whoa this is going to and here's the other thing with it alcohol is far more of a gateway drug than weed
0: ever was oh yeah ever
1: like when i'm smoking weed i'm like "Mm, i don't really want to mess with it i like i like where i am i don't want to add anything to this when i'm drunk "Ah, let's go
0: like what do you got got? let's do that let's do that let's do this there's no no for real gone that's a great point you made because alcohol like you know just makes you want to try everything and for example, um, I had a bad nicotine addiction for like four years, and alcohol is a big trigger for that. Um, but when I decided like, I'm ready to quit, like let's go, um, cannabis actually made me not want to smoke it. Like it's like oh. cannabis like satisfies that part of you with not only with nicotine, with there's some other drugs too. like I'm about to actually interview this amazing woman who started a group called Canna Recovery. And, you know, yeah, I know, right? I love that. (laughs) I found it on TikTok, and I saw the hashtag recovery and I was like, oh, my God, are these people, like, quitting cannabis? And they're like, (laughs) I I got a little scared. But it was was about um, addicts recovering with cannabis from all these different conditions. And alcohol, she said, is one of the top um, addictions um, that are in the group, as well as opiates and all this other stuff. So cannabis does have potential – to actually help people recover from addictions, not open it up. I mean, you could use any drug as a gateway if, if you yeah. were looking to do other things, but the fact that cannabis has the capacity to make you feel satisfied that you don't want to get back into your addiction is amazing. That's
1: absolutely incredible. I think I I think it's one of those other things too, when you're quitting alcohol, you become so aware of how many things talk about alcohol. I remember going into a Michaels because I I didn't drink for the first 5 months of this year. Um and I remember walking into a Michaels and like there's just this entire section of like Mommy's juice, it's wine time, this and that. Juice. Mommy's juice. I was like with a glass of wine on it. And I'm like which I do have to say shout out to Michaels because even though I don't drink anymore or not even Michaels um Marshalls. Sure. But I don't drink anymore. But uh I bartend still and the amount of like older white women that come in with shirts that say like wine time, it's margarita day, like da 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 and I'm like, You're a drinker and I come on like we need wine and they're like, How do you know? And I'm like Good guess. <laughs> Good guess. <laughs> so yeah. I do like it for that reason. But when you're quitting, it is it you, you become so hyper aware of how often and how how it's everywhere around you
0: yeah definitely Mm -hmm. Um, I my freshman year of college like a little more than halfway through is when COVID happened and I was like really into drinking that was my main choice and I started realizing how bad it was like even at home I was having way too much and I was like you know what I should not be doing this and when I started consuming cannabis my alcohol consumption like completely stopped. Like I was just not even touching it. I didn't even feel the need for it. I was like, this literally makes cannabis for me. I can relax, I can um, enjoy food more. I can, just everything just, you know, made it more enjoyable. And the next day I get to wake up and do my routine and not feel sick and have a headache and all this. And I'm not like, you know, destroying my body as much as alcohol is you know yeah
1: yeah the last couple new years we've actually um just had friends over and done uh, like a psilocybin ceremony kind of situation for the new year and there is no better way going into the to the new year after years of waking up so, like and and wasting my first three days of a brand new year hung over as hell like to wake up on a fresh and be like, oh my gosh, it's the first day of the year. And I actually I wanna go do things. I am inspired to go and do things. I want this to be the best year. It's going to be the best year I've ever had. Opposed to waking up and be like, oh, I'm gonna throw up. I need Taco Bell, like, cause it's just such a, I feel like alcohol can be such a snowball effect. Mm-hmm. It's just like because once you have too many drinks, then you're like, oh, I need some food. And then once you have some food, then you're like, oh, I don't feel good. And then you're throwing up. And then like you just it's just. And then you wake up the next day, you and you're I like, guess I'm going to keep drinking. Because like the amount of times as a bartender, I would go into work still hung over and people would be like, oh, you just need a drink or you just need to have you just need to go back and have another drink. Oh, and goodness. like looking back on it, the amount that I drank. Insane. Insane. I was drinking 10 to 20 shots on top of whatever else i was drinking throughout a night and like granted that's spread out over an allotted amount of time because in the service industry that is such a common thing to find um heavy heavy drinkers like that and and it's promoted like most restaurants i've worked in fine dining restaurants not even like like trashy restaurants like they're really nice ones um sorry the puppy he needed uh, so, cuddles. This is yeah. Norman, <laughs> but um, yeah, it 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 really is amazing to wake up and be like, oh, I'm not hungover today. Like, oh, we can go and we can do things. And my last like couple of months of working at a restaurant downtown where I was working until one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning, um, I got into the habit of like just bringing joints. So when people wouldn't go out and do their cigarettes, I would I would smoke a joint and I wouldn't drink. I wouldn't feel the need to drink for the rest of my shift and like. It, I would take soda water shots with people. And it's so funny because after four or five, I'm like, God, we're doing another one? Like, I, I'm i going to be like Willy Wonka. Like, I can't. I'm going to be floating on the ceiling. Like, you guys really need another one right now? Like, didn't we just take one? But, you yeah. know, when you're drunk, you're like, yes, another. Let's go. And then, like,
0: but when you're sober, you're like, oh, God. You start realizing, like, how much people <laughs> are consuming or how much you used to consume. And you're like, I did not need that whatsoever. I, so going back to uh, the... Ulcerative. Oh, yeah. Sorry.
1: We got a little bit of a tangent there.
0: Oh, it was so amazing. I love the <laughs> topic. But so what advice would you give someone with ulcerative colitis who wants to try cannabis as a form of treatment?
1: Yeah. So the first thing I would say is start tracking your foods. Um, that is going to be a big, big big component of it, um, tracking your foods, tracking when you eat and where you eat, because what you'll find a lot of times is you're really not eating when you should be. So that might be a good time to incorporate some cannabis there. So like for me, one of the big reasons I do like to smoke in the morning is because I'm not going to eat breakfast if I don't. And Mm -hmm. I know if I don't eat breakfast, I'm going to drink a cup of coffee. If I drink a cup of coffee on no no breakfast, my stomach is done for the day, we're KO'd. Mm -hmm. We might as well go ahead and write the day off as far as like tummy success. So um, I think, and finding a a dispensary that you can be super open and honest with, um, I think is a really, really good one. Luckily, uh, I know here in Colorado, we've got some really amazing ones and everyone I've kind of seen around the United States, like there's some really amazing people out there, but not being afraid to be open with it. like I am so unbelievably open about my disease just because... I've had to have so many uncomfortable conversations with old white men who are like in my butthole that I'm like, you know what? Like God, what if I talk to somebody my age about it, like what does it even matter? At least you're not looking at my butthole. Like we're doing better than all the doctors I've had to talk to before this point. Um But <laughs> so having a consistent dispensary, so like um I, I go to a native roots and I go to fountain here in Colorado Springs and like when I go into Fountain, I'm like, Hey, what do we got going on today? And they're like, Oh, we got this new butter in or Oh, we got this strain in, we've got this like these dabs i think this will be good for your belly here and there and like not being afraid to like conversate and communicate about it with the people who are there to help you because it, it is like ulcerative colitis. at the end of the day like it's gross like i'm not gonna lie it's nobody likes to talk about poop and that's what it basically boils down to um but once you push past that discomfort the amount of comfort you do get from the things that can help you (laughs) are way worth the like 10 minutes of awkward. Like, yeah, I shit myself 15 times a day. Um, Mm -hmm. so like, it really does help. Um, so I I just say being open and, and knowing that like more people than not have stomach problems out there. Um, but realizing the severity of yours is important. Um, because like for a long time, I just wanted to be like, ah, I'm fine. It's really not that big of a deal. Everybody goes to the bathroom a lot. It's fine. It's fine. I don't need anything. And finally, it's like, okay, no. You know what? That combination of having like, um, I, I took another shot a few months ago with Humera. It didn't really work out for me as well as some others. It was twice a week. But I knew I had the confidence of like, okay, I can go off of this while trying to find other medications that'll help because I have my medical marijuana that I know can help me I have a plan for and yeah so I'd say writing things down as well like just tracking there's a lot of really good apps out there there's a lot of different ways um, but I think tracking your symptoms so you know what helps you and what doesn't help you
0: definitely <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah so thank you so much for yes <laughs> please tell us where people can find you on social media. Oh, yes.
1: So my Instagram is OMG, it's 420, uh, with the numbers 420. Um, so you can find me there. And then uh, my podcast is Be Present, which I would love to have you on sometime, because this was a really fun conversation. And you've given me an app that's going to help me a lot for it. Um, but uh, Be Present with two E's, like a little bumblebee. Uh, and that's on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts
0: awesome yes, yes, yes thank you and everyone do not forget to pick up some goods from happy valley when you want to unlock the premium cannabis experience visit the happy valley store in east austin today to get 20 percent off a single accessory with the promo code dope all right thank you so much for being here yes. and i will see you later see you all later bye right. bye
1: thanks for listening to today's show To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Tune into a major journey podcast today, where guests take listeners on journeys and immerse themselves in the roller coaster ride both in and out of the cannabis space that brought them to where they are today. Throughout our conversations, guests share valuable lessons that they've learned along the way that listeners can use to empower growth both in their personal and professional lives. Check out a major journey today on all major podcast platforms.